everybody. This is Martina here, and I'm here with my podcast partner, James, and we want to welcome you to one, the Wandering Spirits of the Pacific Northwest podcast, where today we are talking about two different investigations on the same day at two nearby cemeteries. And so the first one that we visited was the Grand Army of the Republic Cemetery in Newburgh. And I'll just kick off by sharing a little history of the two cemeteries with you. And then James and I are going to just kind of walk through what happened, unless James wants to chime in at any oh, point. Go right ahead. Um, So yeah, so the Grand Army of the Republic was a fraternal organization of Civil War veterans, and that's where the Newburgh Grand Army of the Republic Cemetery gets its name from. The Grand Army of the Republic was founded in 1866, and actually was around until 1856 when its last member died. Oh, wow. And at one point had a peak membership of 490,000 members, which was back in 1890. And so their connection to Portland is, or to the Northwest, well, Oregon, I guess we're not the whole Northwest, (laughs) Um, (laughs) is that 14 veterans of the Grand Army of the Republic formed a Grand Army Cemetery Association in Portland and purchased the land in 1882. And then the daughters of Union veterans of the Civil War took over the cemetery's management. And part of what's so interesting about this cemetery to me personally is that my great-great-grandfather and his wife are buried there and he was a union veteran of the civil war so this made this investigation really really interesting and personal and gave me some kind of epiphanies that that we'll talk about a little later but um as far as the cemetery it's it's kind of interestingly located in that there's kind of a convergence of multiple cemeteries in that area so when you go there it's it's i mean there's some signage but it's almost hard to tell where one ends and the other one begins but obviously for this area it's a really old a really old cemetery and interestingly was around for quite for over so it was founded in 1882 and was not acquired by Multnomah County until 1971. So it was wow. kind of an interesting, independently operated huh. cemetery. And so that was the first place that we went. And then the second location we visited that day was the Lafayette Cemetery, which is a really interesting one. And in fact, Lafayette has a really cool history and just kind of interesting lore around witches and curses and is more than we can probably talk about today. So we're just going to talk about our preliminary visit. We actually have more investigating to do in Lafayette, which we will be doing in kind of a second part to this episode that will be coming up sometime 
in the not too distant future after we get a chance to go back to town. But the interesting thing about it is that there, it's not just one witch's curse. There are multiple stories about witches who've cursed this town. And so the oldest one says that this cemetery is haunted by a woman who was accused of being a witch and that her spirit has been seen standing or wandering through the graveyard. People have heard disembodied laughter. There have been reports of people being scratched and hurt. And there are even claims and I believe an EVP floating around the internet where she says, where it sounds like a voice is saying, run home. Other people have been, have reported that they've been chased out of the cemetery and found deep cuts on their backs afterwards. And yeah, yeah. And according to local lore, anyway, this kind of first Lafayette witch is a woman who lived in the 19th century and and was in the town of Lafayette. And once she was discovered, she was actually kind of attacked by a mob and violently beaten and then taken out and hung. And so the belief is that she was buried somewhere on cemetery property. And people claim that the paranormal activity is directly attributed to her. And I guess I'll wrap the history off with just saying that when we went, it definitely, the cemetery definitely has a vibe and it has an energy to it. And it's not an entirely comfortable place, but I don't think either of us felt anything malicious directed. No, no. Just a very heavy, it was very heavy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. has some darkness to it. Yeah, so like you were, I think this was probably as far as evidence gathering, probably our our best investigation to date, I, I think. So yeah, so starting in, like you were talking about Newburgh is kind of, I think it's like three cemeteries in one. Like there, there's the, the GAR, which is interesting. I would have thought that would have been associated more with the South being the Grand Old Republic. But it yeah. actually, I didn't realize it was a, uh, Northwest um, thing, and I never knew there were that many members at one time. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 I didn't know it either until I was looking at the history earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like the the Fernwood part of it, and then the Pioneer, and then the GAR mm-hmm. um, cemetery. A very it's very well you know maintained, very pretty cemetery, very peaceful, calm, um, like you said, but. Um, like you said, Martina, you're having, you have like a direct connection to that, that cemetery. So tell us about a little bit about your, your family and then we'll go into kind of what we caught. Yeah. So I have sort of an interesting relationship to that side of the family in that the only one I really, this is my father's side of the family in that the only one I ever really knew even semi-closely to that branch was my dad's mom And, um, I mean, I knew her, I knew my grandfather, but he's a different line. Right. So my relationship to her was not that great because she was just not a very nice person. So I never, when, I mean, I am kind of interested in genealogy and just by virtue of having kind of a 
pagan path, working with the ancestors and those sorts of things. But Uh I have to say that just because of my experience with her, I never really had that deep of an interest in delving too much into that line. But when we decided to go to Lafayette, I kind of remembered seeing on Ancestry at (laughs) some point that I had relatives who were buried kind of near there. And so I looked them up and found that, yes, actually, I have two sets of great, great grandparents who are buried in in that area. I think the other ones are in Dundee or something like that. But uh-huh. the Newburg ones are kind of interesting because they both, my great, great grandfather, his name was John McCleary, was born in 1845 and his wife, Annetta, was born in 1853. And so they would have come to Oregon sometime in kind of the latter decades of what's considered the pioneer era. So that already is kind of an interesting history to be connected to. And he fought in the second Illinois cavalry. Uh And the interesting thing about his wife that I found after we went on our, on our trip, because our experience there really made me kind of want to know even more about them is that, she was, so she, her father was married more than once and his third wife. <laughs> wow. Um, um, was the mother of John McCleary, my great, great grandfather's first wife. So really married to two stepsisters. One of them passed away and he married the sister. Um, he married there with him. That's fascinating. That, and you know that back in that time was probably common. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, women died in childbirth. Right. They didn't have antibiotic yeah. remedies for things. There yeah. was a lot more that could, uh-huh. you know, that we could survive pretty easily today. That could have killed you then. Right, right. Yeah, and, and the first wife probably, I mean, obviously would have died pretty young. Yeah, I think he was pretty young when yeah. um, when she passed away. Huh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. And I think what's most interesting about it is that this was the first time we really captured any kind of EVP activity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is exciting on its own, but even more exciting when you think that this is probably my great, great grandfather we're talking right. to. Right. Yeah, it was definitely, um, so from what we caught, and I really wanted to put what we caught in the episode, um, with the, the software you use for recording, you can include videos, but you can't include sound bites. So what I did is I put the sound out on all of our other uh, platforms. It's on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, and they will that will come out the same day this episode airs. But we did catch a couple different EVPs and some other things on kind of on Ghostbox. Um, definitely a male voice. The first EVP that we we kind of caught, we were talking. You and I were talking, and it sounded like there was a conversation going on kind of over top of us. Mm -hmm. So when we stop talking, you can hear 
what sounds like a conversation. Now, we were at a cemetery. We were outside, but there was no, to the human ear anyway, um, audible other sound, right? There wasn't a lot of traffic. The cemetery is kind of in a real quiet neighborhood area. And so that was interesting. And so I had thought maybe because Martina being family, you know, they wanted kind of more time with her. So I had put the EVP recorder and the EMF detector on top of, of, of your great-great-grandfather's headstone. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'll back away and give you some space, right? Yeah. And we caught a very definite yes of a male voice. So the other thing that I kind of remember that I, we this was kind of our first time working with Ghost Box. But I don't know if you remember, I put the, the box on the headstone and there was a definite like go away or get away. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought about that and I thought about that and I thought, what well, you know, what could that have been? And then it kind of dawned on me that me being openly gay back in the 1800s was certainly, I, I don't even know if they would have known what that was or had a, but it certainly would have not been acceptable. Right. right. And so I wondered if that was part of it too. Well, if it was, it's not cool. My ancestors discriminating against. (laughs) That was so long ago, honey. I don't, I don't blame them at all. Um, But I wondered if that was part of it, and then I wondered if it was just I was there, and they don't know who I am, but yeah, or have a relation to me, but they had a relation to you. So it'll be interesting if we go back. I think I'll send you. You know, I'll go to a different part or the cemetery mm-hmm. or whatever and see what you by yourself can get. Maybe you can get more because he's just more comfortable talking to you, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if that works. But that was, um, that was really interesting. That was really was. fascinating. And I'm glad you actually got to hear that because, like you said, having that connection, it, it, it's different, right? It is different. And I mean, I think we're really cognizant of this and good about it anyway, just because we're sensitive people. But, Mm -hmm. and we talked about this when we did the story of St. John's Bridge, the murder. Oh, Thelma? Thelma and Thelma, yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, you know, in her case, she had family who lived around there yeah. and who still lives around there. Yep. And so we've always kind of had this idea, even before we started recording these things, that we don't want to have like kind of the, I always think of it as the ghost bro vibe yeah. Yeah, yeah. when you watch a lot of these, you know, shows that kind of try to sensationalize things for uh-huh. just for the sake of kind of spine tingling excitement. Sure. And, and kind of try to be provocative and to provoke mm-hmm. and that that's something we never want to do. And that was kind of part of our values, I guess, yeah. going into this, but just kind of potentially having, you know, some of the EMF readings, which we got in the cemetery there as well, yeah, and, right. and EVP work and just intuition and stuff like that, be around someone, you know, who was a member of my family, uh-huh. you know, and I don't know enough about him to know what kind of person he really was or she, mm-hmm. or what kind of person she was, but it still kind of drives home that idea that, you know, you're talking about real people's ancestors 
right. when you do this or real people's yeah. family, if it's something yeah. that's, you know, more recent, yeah. I mean, both of them, he passed away in 1912 and she passed away in 1927. So both of them were gone even before my father was born. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, but, but it's still your family. It still drives home that idea that, you know, when you're doing this, you're talking about real people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and, and yeah, I, I couldn't agree more that, you know, we always kind of keep that in the back of our mind that these people had a family, even if it's not our family, they had family at one right. point and still probably do. And um, Oregon's not that, you know, old of a state, I guess, if you want. Yeah, to not in the grand that. scheme of things. Yeah. Well, I think that, and also just kind of this idea that all of these people have stories and really yep. what a lot of what we're getting to do is to tell their story. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like, I think we both love stories anyway. I know I do just. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that was kind of my major in graduate school. And I did a lot of, have just always done a lot of work with like myth and legend and mm -hmm. folklore and stuff like that and do that in other parts yeah. of what we do. And I always think, you know, going into especially the pioneer cemeteries, how many of these people have family, especially like when we went to Lafayette, a whole different feeling, a whole different uh, experience. How many have don't have family alive anymore who truly were the end of their line. Like that was the, yeah. end of the story. They want to tell their story. They want somebody to keep that memory alive. You know, um, mm -hmm. a lot of times when we talk to people um, who are, who have some mediumship skills and like that, you know, they don't want to talk about how they died or they want to talk about their life. They had kids, they had a wife, a husband. Um, they had these experiences and, and that's what, I and we, I believe, try to kind of hone in on is they they do want to talk. They yeah. do want to tell their stories. Yeah, I think that and I think it's such a cool kind of medium to explore history uh -huh. too of of the area. And you yeah. know, there's so much there yeah. that's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I really love history. I think a podcast just on the history yeah. of the area yeah. could be really interesting. <laughs> when you add in the idea of telling people's stories and kind mm -hmm. of connect, connecting with, you know, those who walked before yeah. sometimes more recently than, yeah. than others, yep. that it becomes a really kind of, kind of interesting endeavor and one that you want to treat kind of one that you want to treat with care. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So just one thing that I was thinking about when you were saying kind of comparing Lafayette to Newburgh mm -hmm. too, was just kind of going through my head, all of the cemeteries that we've gone to mm -hmm. so far and how interesting it is that every one of them has kind of a different energy and, yeah. and vibe to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys listened to our last episode, uh, which you should, um, I went, you were sick that, that trip and couldn't go. So I went right, out to, yeah. um, where did I go? Eugene, Eugene and then the Eugene Masonic. Now, the Eugene Masonic Cemetery, to me, felt heavy, but nothing like the Lafayette felt. The Lafayette was, I wouldn't, I don't want to use the word oppressive, because I don't think it was oppressive, and I don't, I didn't feel anything like, you know, evil or, you know, anything like that, but. It was heavy. It was thick. It was a thick sense of just 
not even I don't even want to use the word sadness because that it was that wasn't it either. But it was just heavy. Heavy. Well, and I think too, if you've never been to Lafayette Cemetery, mm -hmm. I think the location of it as yeah. well. Yeah. Even without that kind of a, that kind of heavy energy that it has, uh -huh. it's just it sits up on the top of a hill. Yeah. It's got a lot of old trees. Yep. You know, it was winter when we went, so it's yep. got a lot of bare leafed old kind of creepy yep. looking trees. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, like I said, it's on the top of a hill, so it's in an area that kind of tends to get fogged over. Uh -huh. The day yeah. we were there was kind of rainy and yeah dark and, and yeah. so it all kind of lent to the ambiance of, yep. of it but i really do feel like even at the height of summer lafayette yep. would still have a creepy yep. kind of vibe to it and something really interesting that i read which is of course falls kind of into the realm of story and lore is that people say even on hot days in the summer, sometimes if you're wandering around there, that there'll be temperature changes and you'll feel yeah. a really kind of big chill. Yeah. Yeah. I read, I read that too. And I think even if you were not a person, an intuitive person or um, being an empath person like I am, I, I still think you would just feel that heaviness, you know? I think anybody would kind of feel that. And what's really weird about that cemetery too that that kind of surprised me is it's a it's not very big, but it's a decent sized area, but all the graves that are marked anyway are in these little clusters, right? Mm -hmm. And they're old enough that some of them have fallen in because the old wooden caskets have degraded and the earth has fallen in and um so I don't know if some of the graves are unmarked or there were just never headstones put up or if it just was never really used that much. And you can tell some of the stones are newer, like maybe there is still family or something there, that some of them, you know, were replaced later on and there were a couple flags put by one. And so, um, but it's just a, a, an odd cemetery anyway. It is. And I just, something just popped into my head as you were talking that I don't think we really talked about. I feel like, I mean, the whole area just feels kind of somber and mm -hmm. solemn to me. Yeah. But one thing that I felt like I noticed was the deeper you go into the cemetery, even though it's not very big, the more that feeling of yes. heaviness was yes. there for me. Especially by that old tree. Yeah, the tree mm -hmm. was the tree was interesting. You should share so a bit about there, yeah, the yeah. tree. So there is in this um, cemetery a very old, it's very large, very old tree that is spread out kind of like, almost like an octopus, right? Like it's got yeah. big branches on it. And it's, and it's got some um, really weird kind of low branches that span. Yeah. And it's a weird, it's, it's, if I remember correctly, it's the biggest tree there. So it's probably yeah. obviously the oldest. It's kind of in a weird location. Yeah, like, it's a little off. Right? From, there's a little gap between yeah. the graves and the ones that are yeah. closer to the tree. And you can see it in the, in the, on YouTube in the video, we took the GoPro and we did video. You can see the tree, um, but it is kind of off on its own. It's kind of on the, 
down slope of the hill a little bit. That was where we kept getting consistent EMF hits. Yeah. And what is interesting is the higher we would hold the EMF reader by the tree up towards the branches, the higher the EMFs. I don't, there is kind of a, a, you know, like you were saying, the legend of the woman who was accused of a witch. She was beaten up, taken off and hung and then buried. Um, and she is buried there in that, in the cemetery. Uh, and then the other, which you were talking about, there are two kind of two stories. The other one um, is buried in, a, in Jacksonville in a different cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of wonder if maybe that's where she was hung. It doesn't, I couldn't find, we couldn't find anything to say specifically where. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And I, I, can, I researched, you know, do trees give off EMF being, you know, down on the earth? Obviously, EMF can be a natural thing. Didn't find anything like that, but that was definitely kind of the hotbed of of activity in that cemetery. Yeah, and though for as heavy as the energy there felt, I don't, I know a lot of people have said they've had experiences there mm-hmm. that were scary and where they were really creeped out and just given the the energy of the place it definitely wasn't some place that i wanted to like fuck around and find out no 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 (laughs) yeah right right but at the same time i didn't really feel it was threatening no no. I definitely felt like it's a place that you approach with respect. Yeah. And and it was definitely lighter once we were out of there. But yeah. and yeah, like as soon as we closed the little gate, there's a little gate you unlatch and go in, mm-hmm. it, the whole atmosphere changed for, for me. Yeah, no, for me too. And even we take my puppy along uh-huh. <laughs> on our investigations often because she's too small to be left at home. And she definitely had yep. areas, especially as we got deeper in, that she wasn't real. Well, she was over by the tree and she just started barking. Yeah. Like she saw somebody. Yeah. And she was much calmer when we got back to the car. Yeah, very much. We actually yep. pretty tired once we got back to the car. But yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting. She's kind of ended up when we go on these little, on these little trips, being an interesting little barometer mm-hmm. of <laughs> going on energetically in places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely um, a place to go back to. Um, and we do want to go. The other cemetery that is there is, is another Masonic cemetery, actually. Mm-hmm. In um, and that has to do with the other kind of curse, the Tulapia curses. Yeah. And like, you want to listen to the episode when we talk about the other Lafayette curse because it is yeah. interesting. It's got murder, it's got witches, oh, yeah. it's all kinds of stuff. It's <laughs> just on its own. It's a fascinating yeah. tale, but yeah, I'm pretty excited to go back and do yeah, more. Me too. Me too. I, I'm excited to go back to both and see what see what else we can we can pick up. See what else if we find anything else. Yeah. So, which I think is good to do anyway. You know, we'd go to a place a second time, see if you get the it same, yeah. you know, or if it was yeah. just kind of that day or, you know, whatever. So, right. Yeah. And I'm definitely interested in going back to Newburgh again. Yeah. Sometime yeah. in the future as well. We have some cool stuff coming up. We have a couple things that are going on. Um, one thing is, remember a while ago, we put out an ad, we were doing an episode about shadow people, and mm-hmm. then we had some technical difficulties. Well, I think I've resolved our technical difficulties, 
and we're going to do the Shadow People episode for you guys and have that posted out. And that'll actually come out um, the first part of February on February 2nd. So that'll be an interesting episode for everybody. Yeah. I, I think everybody will like that one. Um, and then we got an invitation to be on um, a live podcast for the Minnesota um, Association of Paranormal Research, or MAPS. Um, and those guys are fun. I don't know, Martina, if you saw their last one, but they're they're a lot like us. They're pretty funny. They kind of joke around, and they they have some. In- it's a pretty interesting show. Great. Yeah, show. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, so we'll be on that. We're really excited. We'll probably have them on ours at some point too. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, so in closing, I guess it was a, it was a, there was a lot. There was a lot there. I mean, there was a lot of, of stuff to to discuss. So, yeah, yeah, this was definitely one of my favorites that we've yeah, done yeah. so far, and we've got some really fun things planned. Yeah, coming up in the next couple months as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be going on a road trip. We're going to be um, doing some stuff around Highway 20 coming up, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that um, story. That's kind of one of Oregon's sadder um, stories. Yeah, I guess fun uh, was not a good way to describe that one in particular. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, true. We have interesting things coming up. Highway 20 and then our kind of Highway 20 road trip ends in Bend, which has quite a few things to talk yeah. about as well. So hopefully we'll get some time to explore there a little bit. It'll be good. I'm glad we're glad to have you guys along. We we always appreciate your support. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Um, And we will talk with you next time.